This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. So why do seagulls live near the sea? Because if they live near the bay, they'd be bagels. Welcome to Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. So, spread your wings and get ready to fly with your Wings and Things host, bird expert and author, Susan Chamberlain. Hi, welcome to Pet Life Radio's Wings and Things. I'm your host, Susan Chamberlain, and we're all about pet birds. You know, your bird's not bad when he chews the furniture and peels the wallpaper off your walls. He's just doing what comes naturally. My double yellow-headed Amazon cracker. I mean, she clucks and scratches like a crazed chicken when there are litter granules in the bottom of her cage. Kelly, the orange-winged Amazon, she sticks her leg through the grating on the bottom of her cage and pulls the paper cage liner right inside and shreds it into confetti. Shorty, my female Senegal parrot, works on reducing her perch to splinters as the macaw bathes in her water dish, drenching a four-foot radius. The blue and gold macaw emits neighborhood rousing screams, and I squelched one of my own as my red lord Amazon Bogart nipped at my finger at the approach of a visitor. Reform school candidates? I don't think so. It's just another day in paradise. Chew this. Shredded paper and wood chips everywhere. In most cases, this is a manifestation of instinctive nesting behavior. Many parrot-type birds build their nests in the cavities of trees, gnawing the wood into customized chambers for their mates and young. They hurl unacceptable material right to the ground. My Senegal parrots ejected wood shavings from their nest box, but happily accepted chunks of wood, which they worked down to their own specifications. Female peach-faced lovebirds are often observed shredding paper and tucking the strips into the rump feathers. They're not pack rats. That's how they transport their bedding to their nests. Your bird's chewing isn't spiteful or wasteful. He's simply exercising or cleaning his beak, foraging for insects or sap, or saying, Hey, I'm making a nest. The solution? Offer your pet bird plenty of chewable wood playthings. Those beaks are engineered for chewing, and they need to do it. How about the splash zone? Does your bird begin to bathe as soon as you turn on the vacuum cleaner? He's not protesting. He's responding to what he perceives as the sound of a tropical rainstorm. You can maintain your bird's feather condition and preserve the cage finish and surrounding furnishings by scheduling regular bath times away from the cage. A bath bowl in the cage allows your bird to create a wet mess, which some owners interpret as bad behavior. Some water sprites enjoy bathing so much that they'll empty their water dishes at every opportunity, soaking everything within a four-foot radius. Instead, place your feathered friend on a separate perch or stand and spritz him with a fine mist of warm water from a clean spray bottle. Some birds defecate or dunk their food in their water dishes, turning them into mini cesspools. 
bad birds, say their owners, even though food dunking is a natural behavior, and the other is simply accidental or the result of unfortunate perch placement. Install a drinking water bottle on your bird's cage to thwart splashing and bathing while offering a constant supply of clean water. Monitor your pet to be sure he learns to drink from the bottle. Change the water at least every other day and check the bottle frequently to be sure the bird hasn't drained it or playfully clogged that nozzle with food. Bitey birds are another problem. Has your bird ever bitten you the minute you put your hand inside his cage? If so, you've experienced territorial biting. Your bird is programmed by nature to protect his cage and belongings from invaders. Peabody, a half-moon conure, becomes frenzied, screeching and dive-bombing anyone who dares touch his yellow food dish. His owner keeps several sets of dishes and replaces the empty yellow dish with a full one in a split second. Avoid territorial bites by removing your bird from its cage before cleaning and replenishing food. Refrain from making eye contact with your pet at this time, as this is often perceived as a sign of aggression, causing your bird to act even more defensively. Teach your pet to step onto a pro-offered stick when it wants to come out of the cage. Raise the far end of the stick slightly, and the bird will seek the higher altitude, safely out of biting range of your hand or arm. Has your bird ever suddenly bitten you at the approach of another human? This disturbing behavior is like a short circuit in your bird's protective instincts. It's called displacement biting, and even occurs among birds themselves. A bird trying to protect his mate may first nip at the mate, then attempt to drive off the intruders. There's no quick fix. Encouraging other family members to handle your bird and to share responsibility for his bird's care may help. Never permit a bird prone to displacement biting to sit on your shoulder, and never encourage biting by teasing your bird or jabbing fingers through the cage bars. Scream! Oh, Lord, how much screaming goes on in a flock of birds. Birds vocalize to communicate, warning each other of impending danger, locating other flock members, protecting their territory, and attracting mates. Your bird may perceive you as its flock leader, which is why it sounds off when you leave the room. Screaming may be less prevalent in one-bird households, where the pet is not exposed to other avian sounds. If vocalizing is excessive, try to determine the cause. There may be something amiss in the environment. For more information, just look up some noise articles in Bird Talk magazine or online. There are many articles about birds and the noise. Our pet birds, though, they're tame and affectionate, but they're most likely only, only a generation or two from the wild. Understanding that most of their behavior is instinctive will help us develop warm and wonderful relationships with our feathered friends. When you have an especially noisy bird, try whispering to that bird. And maybe the bird will eventually learn to whisper back to you. This really works well with cockatoos. They like to imitate your voice and that whisper. So that works. Uh, I usually try singing when I've got an Amazon uprising going on. The Amazons will all be screaming and carrying on, stomping their little feet and yelling, Ma! Ma! And I'll start singing very badly, but 
they seem to enjoy it, and pretty soon, instead of screams, the room is filled with the Amazons going, and singing their own little tunes. And also, the noise level in your house may contribute to the noise level with your birds. If there's a football game in my house, I mean, my birds are constantly screeching. I think they think they're cheering, but it sounds more like screeching to me. Uh, You can learn a lot more about birds and their behavior by looking at Bird Talk magazine, joining a bird club and networking with other bird owners, and regularly tuning in to Pet Life Radio. You can email me, Susan, at PetLifeRadio.com with your questions and your experiences. We'd love to hear about them. And now we're just going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with the Species Spotlight. Sitting on a branch overlooking the parking lot, the pigeons watched as a Mercedes pulled in below them. What do you think, one bird said to the other. Should we put a deposit on that car? Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Kitty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat 101 or use coupon code cat 101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. We're back. This is Susan, Susan Chamberlain on Wings and Things on PetLifeRadio.com. And today's species spotlight is African Gray Parrots, the gray bird with the bright red tail. The African gray parrot is regarded as possessing the best talking potential of all citizens. African grays often develop impressive vocabularies, and they have a talent for expertly imitating their owners' voices and various household sounds. A friend's gray carries on entire conversations in her husband's voice and even emits a final click, as if ending a one-sided telephone conversation. Another friend's gray whistles, mimics the answering machine's beep, and barks like the family dog, but has yet to utter a word. You cannot be guaranteed a talking bird unless you purchase one that comes complete with an already established vocabulary. So you should be prepared to love this or any other species for its other qualities first. African grays are extremely intelligent, very sensitive, 
and even somewhat high-strung. They may be prone to feather-picking if stressed or frustrated, and they do best in calm households. There are exceptions, of course. Some individual grays are as feisty and outgoing as Amazon parrots. The light gray Congo African gray has a bright red tail and is the one most frequently seen in pet shops. The darker Timney gray is slightly smaller and has a maroon tail. It, too, can be a delightful companion. Although they do not enjoy the same reputation for talking as Congo grays, many Timneys boast impressive vocabularies. African greys emit a unique growl when they're frightened. It really is pretty scary sounding. And they have a tendency to become one-person birds if they're not properly socialized. So if you do have an African grey, make sure that several family members routinely take care of your bird. African greys have special requirements for calcium. So calcium-rich foods such as broccoli, figs, Cooked kale and navy beans should be included in the diet. A calcium supplement may be recommended. Ask your avian veterinarian for advice. There are manufactured bird diets on the market specifically formulated for African greys. Consult your pet shop professional and your avian veterinarian for specific nutritional advice for your African grey. Now, I may be partial to greys. I have two greys in addition to my other birds, and they are just so smart. It's just amazing, and their senses are so acute. You know, birds rely on their sense of sight and their sense of hearing in the wild, and in your home, it's no different. I can be taking a drink of water upstairs and almost behind a closed door, and I'm certainly not guzzling. And you'll hear the greys making little drinking noises because that's how well they can hear. I mean, if I'm up in the bedroom far away from the greys and I'm making a telephone call on my cordless phone and pushing the buttons, I mean, there's a barely imperceptible noise. But then I'll hear the greys downstairs going, beep, 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 beep. They'll be making the telephone call too. And... My one gray Bert, he knows when I'm getting ready to go out. I don't know if it's because the pace of what I'm doing in the house changes. Maybe it's because I have real shoes on instead of slippers or running around barefoot. And maybe it's when he hears the closet door open, although that doesn't always have to open for me to be going out. And little Bert will just start saying, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. And he says it in this little man's voice. And the only time he says it is when I'm going out. So they certainly have a lot of cognitive ability, which was proved by Irene Pepperberg and her famous African gray, Alex, who recently passed away last September. But um, the grays are so smart. And if there's one thing you want to remember, it's, Watch what you say to an African gray, because they may repeat it. Okay, we'll stop for another little break, and we will be right back with some hints on bird-proofing your home. Stay perched. Wings and Things will be soaring back right after these messages. 
Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged feet. Great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A Frenchman walks into a bar with a parrot on his shoulder. The bartender asks, where did you get that thing? The parrot replies, in France. There are millions of them. Don't have a canary. Wings and Things is back with more great words on birds with your host, Susan Chamberlain. We're back on Pet Life Radio. This is Wings and Things with Susan Chamberlain. And, you know, when you share your home with a companion bird, it's certainly a lot more than a hobby. It's a lifestyle. And believe it or not, the average home is a birdie booby trap. Things have got to change once that feathered friend moves in. Number one, secure the escape routes. Don't be lulled into a false sense of security because your bird never lets you out of its sight. He's just trying to prevent you from escaping. Seriously, even the tamest, most loving pet birds sometimes escape or are inadvertently released into the great outdoors. But there are things you can do to prevent your bird from ending up in the lost section of the local newspaper. Loss prevention begins with the bird. Have your pet bird's wings clipped regularly by an avian veterinarian or by an experienced bird groomer. Inspect the wings for regrowth at least once a month. Do be aware that cockatiels can often fly no matter how closely their flight feathers have been clipped. Take extra precautions to ensure that your cockatiel does not have an opportunity to escape from your home. Keep a record of the information on your bird's band. Copy it exactly as it appears on the band so you can positively identify your bird in case it ever does escape and is recovered. Take a good close-up photo of your bird and make a note of distinguishing physical characteristics and an inventory of your pet's vocabulary for identification purposes. Now let's look around your home. What can you do to make sure your bird stays safely inside? Check out the window screens. Are they in good repair? Is your bird's cage or play gym located away from frequently opened exterior doors? If small children are in residence, install safety latches high up on the doors and keep them fastened. A bird playing peacefully on its stand may be startled by a sudden noise or movement in the home and take off through an open door. Avoid collisions. Keep your bird's wings clipped to help prevent collisions with mirrors, windows, sliding glass doors, and other household objects. Teach a formerly flighted bird that it can no longer fly by sitting on a bed or floor with him. Allow him to attempt flight from this low altitude. After one or two soft landings, he'll realize that you're his best mode of transportation. Tour your home holding your bird securely. Walk right up to mirrors and closed windows with him. Allow the bird to touch windows and mirrors with his beak so that he'll learn that they're solid objects. Turn off ceiling fans when birds are loose in your house. Throw your bird a life preserver. Avian drownings can occur in open toilets, fish tanks, bathtubs, and other receptacles full of liquid. Keep toilet seats down, cover your fish tanks, and close the bathroom door. Before you know it, 
These things will become second nature. Is there a killer in your kitchen? I know I'm always saying this, but we can't say it too much. Fumes emitted from nonstick cookware and appliances can kill your birds quickly. Nonstick products are coated with polymers containing polytetrafluoroethylene, PTFE. When products containing PTFE are heated, fumes and minute particulate matter are dispersed into the atmosphere where they are inhaled by air-breathing creatures. These odorless emissions may cause polymer fume fever, a flu-like condition in humans, but they can be lethal to birds in a matter of minutes. Manufacturers have stated that nonstick products must be overheated to emit toxic fumes, but there is some difference of opinion as to what temperature must be reached for overheating. Bird owners have reported that their pets have perished when products were under normal use. According to metallurgist Frank Longo, who holds a patent for Teflon thermal spraying process, fluoropolymers melt at between 300 and 600 degrees Fahrenheit. For utmost avian safety, do switch to stainless steel, aluminum, or glass cookware and eliminate appliances containing PTFE from your kitchen inventory. Smoke from burning food, plastic convenience food containers, or overheated ovens can also be harmful or deadly to birds. Always tend cooking food carefully. In addition to pots and pans, some other products that may contain components coated with PTFE, polytetrafluoroethylene, are electric grills, hair dryers, electric frying pans, coffee makers, space heaters, roasting racks and oven racks, electric deep fryers and other small appliances, self-cleaning ovens, curling irons, cooking sheets and baking pans, waffle irons and sandwich grills, ironing board covers and irons. So be very careful. Don't use these in households where birds are present. Other kitchen dangers include open pots and pans of cooking food, hot stove tops, bacteria-laden food preparation areas, and forbidden food. Reserve a cutting board exclusively for your bird's fruit and vegetables to reduce risk of contamination from meat and poultry products. Lessen the danger of your bird falling onto a hot pot or surface or coming into contact with contaminated or prohibited food by remanding him to his cage while you're cooking. Create a no-smoking zone. Did you know that cigarette smoke contains more than 4,700 compounds, including gases and particles? If you must smoke, please do it outdoors. Cigarettes can be toxic if eaten as well. Keep them out of beak reach. Be sure fireplaces are properly vented and furnaces are in good repair. Remember the stories about miners taking canaries into mines with them? When the birds died, they knew toxic fumes were present. Don't sacrifice your birds. Install smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in your home so you'll be warned before fumes and smoke reach lethal levels. Smoke from scented candles and incense can also be harmful. Opt for unscented candles and forego the use of incense. Curtail your use of aerosols and chemicals. Hairspray, pesticides, household cleaners, air fresheners, furniture polish, waterproofing compounds, and other common treatments and cosmetics may contain ingredients toxic to birds. Dispersed into the air through aerosol cans or pump sprays, 
They can be easily inhaled by your bird. Read all product instructions carefully and do not spray anything not specifically intended for use on birds in your bird's area. Even normally harmless products can be dangerous when inhaled. If you use hairspray or other spray on cosmetics, do so behind closed doors well away from your bird. Do not use products that emit fumes where they will affect your birds. Such products include nail polish remover, lacquer, varnish, mothballs, shoe polish and leather treatments, fabric deodorizers, paint remover, glue, and other home improvement formulas. Fabric softeners may adversely affect your bird, so never use them when laundering or drying its cage cover. Don't leave chemicals, cosmetics, or medicines where your bird can reach them. Save remodeling projects for seasons when windows can be left open, and remember to have new carpeting unrolled and aired for several days prior to delivery to your home. Carpeting may have been treated with preservatives containing formaldehyde, which emits sickening fumes. Airing the carpet will permit these fumes to dissipate. Ventilate, ventilate, ventilate. These are the three most important things you can do for the air quality in your bird's atmosphere. Open a window at least once a day, even in cold weather. Install an exhaust fan over your stove. Use an air cleaning appliance in your bird's immediate vicinity. Change air conditioner filters frequently and use a window fan blowing out to remove dust and dander from your home. You will not believe what builds up on that screen after just a week or two. I have a window fan blowing out in my bird's room and boy oh boy does it make a big difference. Never use a whole house fan or attic fan when all the windows in your home are closed. This type of fan may pull carbon monoxide fumes from your furnace into your living space, and that is dangerous to everybody. Oh, it's a jungle in here, isn't it? Locate your bird's cage where other family pets and even small children will be unable to knock it over or molest the bird inside. Dogs and cats harbor pasturella bacteria in their mouths. If a bird is bitten or scratched, veterinary attention must be sought immediately. By the same token, you're protecting inquisitive noses and probing fingers. Hook-billed birds can deliver nasty bites to perceived cage raiders. Flea preparations can also be deadly to birds. Never allow your bird access to pet bedding, flea collars, sprays, powders, or even fur from an animal wearing a flea collar or treated with anti-flea products. These are toxic and can be very toxic to your birds as well. Treat your bird like a toddler. You know, they, they say that um, parrots have the mental age of a two or three year old child. They certainly do. Don't allow your pet access to electrical or telephone cords, Venetian blinds, stained glass, light fixtures, closets, windowsills, or houseplants. The obvious dangers are electrocution, strangulation, lead poisoning from solder and old paint, injuries, and poisoning. Less apparent are mold in the soil of potted plants, zinc in door keys, which can cause heavy metal poisoning, 
and mold or mildew growing in damp areas of your home. Little kids like to put things in their mouths, and so do pet birds. Remove known hazards and toxins from your home and supervise your bird as you would a two-year-old child. Bird-proof your family and friends. Discourage visitors and family members from offering non-approved treats to your bird. Chocolate, avocados, caffeine, alcoholic beverages, candy, salty snacks, and dairy products are off-limits for birds. Undercooked meat, salads containing mayonnaise, poultry stuffing, and food that has been lying around at room temperature for 30 minutes or more is also verboten. Teach people how to handle your bird properly. Jabbing fingers and flailing arms will invite bites, not friendly interaction. The avian lifestyle is good for you, too. Cleaner air, fewer toxic chemicals, and a great diet. Add supervision to the equation, and you and your bird will enjoy each other for years to come. You know, when we're talking about the avian lifestyle, we're certainly not talking about dog years. We're talking human years. And my birds are getting up there. My Amazons, except for Kelly, Kelly is the youngest one. She's the orange-winged Amazon. And she's going to be 28 years old this year. Cracker and Romez, the double yellow heads, they are going to be, I guess, approximately 35 years old this year. And I will have had Cracker for 28 years this coming summer. Bogart, whom I've had since 1982, is going to be about 36 this year. And my male Senegal parrot, whom I've had from since 1980, um, he's going to be, my goodness, 1980 to 2008, 28. I got him when he was about a year. I guess he's going to be about 29 or 30 years old this year. So we're certainly talking a considerable lifespan and a considerable amount of responsibility when you take a pet bird into your home. You know, if if you have a cat or a dog, it's like 12 to 18 years and at the outset, and that is the animal's full lifespan. But with pet birds, you almost have to go into it planning to make it a lifetime commitment and beyond. You have to make arrangements for your bird if something should happen to you or if you, or if your bird should outlive you. And it's just very important. These creatures, they, they depend on you. They are very smart. They have such wonderful personalities. It's just doing them such a service to take care of them now and take care of them later. In some states, you can leave money in a trust for your bird after you've gone or also for other pets for the care of the animal. So do see an attorney, investigate your state's laws, and make arrangement for your bird for later on. And also, if you're designating a guardian for your bird, make sure the guardian knows about it. You know, they they may have a very good reason why they can't take your bird, and you'll have to make other arrangements for it. And another little hint that an attorney gave me that's very good, you know, the instructions for your bird, I mean, certainly any money you leave in trust for your bird should be um, indicated 
in your will or wherever it is legally designated in your state where you live. But the immediate instructions as for where the bird is going to go now, say if you're incapacitated, you're taken to the hospital, if you die suddenly, you know, what is going to happen to that bird? Very often a will is not read until weeks after a person dies. So have that information somewhere where someone will find it very quickly, perhaps on a note and attach it to your refrigerator with a magnet um, give it to a trusted friend, give it to a family member, just make sure that it's out there. So you'll take care of your bird today and tomorrow. And that's all for this segment of Wings and Things. I'm Susan Chamberlain on PetLifeRadio.com. Thank you. Join us every week on Wings and Things with your host, Susan Chamberlain, and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com.